Welcome to Nerd Talk, the podcast that talks about everything nerdy. I'm your host, Jordan Halstead, and each week, me and my friends will be discussing some of our favorite topics. We're talking superheroes, Star Wars, Pokemon, Harry Potter, and that's just to name a few. You don't want to miss out on this because this is Nerd Talk. Hey guys, welcome back to Nerd Talk with Jordan Halstead. I'm so excited to be talking about Arrow Season 2. Uh, today I've got Will yes. and Chick coming back to help me discuss Woo. even further into Ooh. the Arrowverse. That's what we're calling yes. it. We've been calling it that for years. The name has stuck. I don't care how long it's been off the air. So, the first thing I want to know, guys, is how did you guys feel about this season? Uh, I think I can speak for all of us and pretty much the majority of the fandom of Arrow, but this is like the consensus best uh, Arrow season out of all eight. That's what pretty much everyone says, and that is the correct view to have. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, this is the, this is the this is and and like most TV shows, is what happens is their second season is the best, right? Um, and it's no, that's no, you know, exception for Arrow. It's the best season, and one, of, I think, one of the things, and we'll probably talk about this a ton. But one, one of the biggest reasons why we love uh, the second season is we finally get Slade Wilson because he was in the first season, but he wasn't fully decked out Deathstroke yet, and now we finally have a live action and well done Deathstroke with Manu Bennett, who just kills it so yeah second season amazing perfection we love it manu bennett even amel we love you guys i mean he literally kills it uh as we talk a little bit later on about this uh series and what happens yeah. in season two i mean <laughs> um it's just really up to the ante i mean as i mentioned in the last pod um I mean, Oliver lost. Like, usually we would give the win to the hero in this season, and then this season deals with the fallout. And even at the beginning, Oliver goes back to the island because he feels he's failed and stuff. Uh, right. And also, we get the cast, he almost essentially doubles in size. We get Sarah Lance, Roy Harper. Uh, we were talking a little bit before this, but there's a Suicide Squad episode and Birds of Prey. I mean, yeah, everything we can ask for for a D. De- oh, and I, I don't want to get too much into the questions, but uh, we uh, will also get a backdoor pilot for Barry Allen and the flash over yes. here. So, I mean, like if, um, if this, mm, it's almost like, it, I, I mean, this gave me hope for DC going forward. Cause I think man of steel was on the horizon or had just come out. So part yeah. of it's like, how are we going to, it's just, it's just potentially going to be part of this. Like are Steven and Grant can hang out with Henry Cavill uh, because Arrow season one, season two are essentially the Iron Man one and two of the universe. Uh, I mean, just to put it lightly, and I, I mean, it's well deserved. I think that is why uh, we'll get into it later. No spoilers, but I think that is why when season three and four came out, it was such. Even though they do a few cool things there, they are like a bit lackluster compared to these first two seasons because it was just so airtight. Um, I mean, they brought a lot of realism to some of that stuff, like. You, Instead of using like an Amazo robot later down the road, it, it's a ship this time around with Professor Ivo and uh-huh. the Mirakuru to, exper- to explain Slade's powers. And we're not going too off the rails with like powers mm-hmm. until next season. So uh, I'll wrap it up there. I'll let the host with the most take it from there. Thank Hostess you. with the mostest. I, uh, I think without a shadow of a doubt, this was my favorite season that we've ever had. Uh-huh. Um, I think that this was done very very well they got their stride in season one um and i think what makes this season so great is as you guys were talking about with manu bennett he brought something different to this character that we haven't really seen since um but i think that the groundwork was laid so well in season one with the flashbacks that by the time you get to season two you know he's he's not just in the flashbacks anymore he's also in the present day and as I started thinking about this, I laughed because I'm like, okay, how are you doing all this this writing where you're giving the problem, but then you're also explaining why it became the problem? You're like, wait, they were all buddy-buddy 
back in season one. I don't understand what what turned, what flipped that coin, what happened in those five years. Are we going to have to wait five seasons to understand what finally happened back in season two? Or and th- and they did the flashbacks really really well. I think it would have been really cool had they prolonged it um, instead of ending like how season one and season two kind of uh, built Slade Wilson. I think it would have been really cool if he would have been the flashbacks um, for three four, five, whatever they would have ended up doing. I think it would have been really cool to see some of that. Um, overall, I think this was the best season. Um, there were a few missing elements, personally, um, that come in later in when you've got all the, the superheroes and whatnot. I wish there were more heroes because this the writing was just fantastic, but that's my thought. Um, you mentioned earlier Roy Harper, uh, and in the comics, Roy Harper uh, has this drug addiction, Um in the comics, he, he has this this problem, and they handle it very differently here. Um, they still give the drug addiction background, um, but this time it's a Mirakuru uh, problem. They they doused him with Mirakuru, and he's got anger issues, and he starts breaking things, and he's kind of a, a buff super soldier kind of guy. Uh, what were your thoughts about that? Did you like the approach that they took? Do you wish they would have handled it any differently? I, I mean... When a show dives into something like that or any type of drug uh, use, I mean, just change the year and then the drug will change. Like I think like crack was a big deal at one point or um, heroin or just even like early PSAs on marijuana. I think them choosing some made up drug that's in their universe was probably the best route they could have gone. Uh, And then also on top of that, just adapting that storyline. I mean, obviously no Green Lantern in it because we're, treat Arrow seriously right now until the the broader universe uh, is happening but that doesn't take away the the message of that like we got we got to get Roy clean and uh it's going to get redemption and like learn to be be a better human after this and then also brilliant casting with Colton Haynes uh, I mean I, I won't say Roy Harper is one of my favorite characters but he is pretty iconic uh if you're doing green arrow stuff if, if whether we got him now or down the road, uh, I think Colin Haynes still would have killed it. Uh, and later down the road, when he does come back, uh, he kills it. Uh, I, and I think he has that edginess because I, I know him from Teen Wolf initially, another great show that's very in the vein of this in Smallville. Uh, and he plays kind of a, a tool in that. And it's good to see that he wasn't just going to be typecast. As, I mean, he still has some, some of those tendencies playing a Roy Harper, but. Um, just seeing that there's more to him than that and that he can be a good guy. I'm like, oh, thank goodness. I just didn't want to see the same thing play out again like he like it did in Teen Wolf. And I thought he brought a lot to it, becoming uh, the little – becoming, I guess, Red Arrow in this and Speedy is already taken from uh, Mia. Yeah. he was, Well, he ends up becoming Arsenal. Arsenal, um, sorry. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when we, we also talk about Young Justice uh, having all the different yeah. – Roy has too many names. Yeah, way, way too many, so – yeah, uh, I so this is it's you too, Jordan. Uh, me and Jordan, our favorite superhero of all time is Hal Jordan, um, uh, Green Lantern, and seventies um, or eighties, I forget when it was, but there's that very first team up of Green Lantern and Green Arrow, and in that is where we have the whole uh, Roy Harper Speedy has a drug problem. That's where that whole thing gets started. And so I think it's awesome um, that they have a reference to that in the second season of Arrow. Like when you're talking about Arrow, one of the biggest things in Arrow is um, is that is that you know drug problem with, with Roy Harper. So um, when you're writing for Green Arrow, it's like you have to you have to um, do you have to re- you have to re- reference that or attack it somehow. Um, so I'm happy that it was just done in general. And it's you know, and I'm with I'm with Jordan. Kind of um, with you and Jordan. Will I'm, it kind of sucks that we don't have a you know Green Lantern Green Arrow team up for for that specific problem. Um, but it's awesome that they have it. And um, yeah, and I also love I, I love that the actor they have um, for Roy Harper. And, and it kind of sucks because because um, he's not in the whole series. Um, spoilers if you haven't seen it yet. Um, but uh, this um, this specific iteration of Roy Harper is pretty cool because usually we don't have Roy Harper with superpowers, um, and 
you know, becomes Amir Kuru, super soldier person, and deals with all the anger issues. And um, I think that was a pretty cool take on Roy Harper. And there's there's other versions of him that are like edgy, like the Young Justice version of him, the super edgy. So I thought like, uh, and those kind of come out at the same time because like uh, uh, Young Justice 2010, 2011, and this is 2012, 2013. Um, so I think it's cool um, that that version of uh, Roy Harper is is uh, consistent during that time period, you know? And um, I also like how um, Roy Harper has always been like, um, don't call me a sidekick. And he's always been edgy in that way too. And, and this version, he's edgy like that also. Um, and not like, you know, cause like a lot of times, like uh, young versions of Robin, they're kind of just like starry eyed, uh, I can't believe I get to, I get to run around with the greatest crime fighter ever, right? And then you have Roy Harper, who's just like, uh, I got so much darkness in my life that I need some some way to let it out. So Oliver Queen, please, you know, help me with that. And so I, I think it's a cool, I think it's cool, different take on sidekicks, you know. So yeah, I think that Colton Haynes was brilliantly cast for this um, mm-hmm. I like the way that they handled his character um, like you said I wish he would have been in more seasons um, than what he stuck around for and then when he came back I wish that like mental health wouldn't have gotten his way that he could have been able to be in more and be more involved yeah. um, I think all the way around though it was he was handled very very well um, very excited to kind of see what happens to him uh, moving forward uh, with with his storylines, but I think that they handled him very very well, um, and I like that they, like you said, it wasn't crack, it wasn't uh, meth, it wasn't like a specific drug. They made up a drug, and so it's not going to be this like time period piece. It's going to be hey, this is part of like the story, um, so that in twenty thirty years from now, it's not like oh well that was a problem twenty thirty years ago. Like it's hey, this is like it could be relevant now, um, which I think is really cool too. So, uh, Sarah Lance, another character that we, we liked, uh, from the series, she's back, but she's not the same actress. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on that one? Outrageous. How dare they? I'm kidding. I love Katie Lotz. She is great. Uh, I, I mean, I didn't know about her prior to this, but when they re-showed the flashbacks, I'm like, why are they re-showing this? We've seen this already. But then I noticed like, wait a minute. That girl wasn't there before. Uh, uh, and then just, I mean, her suit out of all, I would say, I know they've redone the Black Canary suit several times, Rebirth, New 52, etc. And just people have donned that that costume in many alternate universes. But I want to say hers is like probably the closest to the original. I think uh, down the road, there is one that comes mighty close, but it's no cigar there. Um but I mean, she knocked it out of the park and just, I, I'm glad that she survived. It brings uh, more edge to it. And then it also, even though Katie Cassidy's uh, Laurel, Laurel and uh, Detective Lance were kind of already like kind of forgiving Oliver for their stuff. Like they actually get more closure and get Sarah back. It's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like we were right to be mad at you, but like, hey, we still got her back. Like it wasn't completely your fault. Um mm-hmm. And just seeing their family dynamic, because I think they also, another little fun doctor, I think I brought this up last time, either in this or we talked about Young Justice briefly. Um, and th- th- some fun Doctor Who casting here. They get River's song to be both of their moms. Uh, I'm like, yes, Jeff's kiss, beautiful there. So I just love, I, I just, I kind of wanted more Doctor Who people to come back, and we do later in another show. Uh, but I, like, I wanted Matt Smith to be a villain at some point, or David Tennant. But, the, <laughs> but, uh, that wasn't going to happen, but Katie Lotz knocks it out of the park. And uh, I mean, she, I mean, I'll, it's not a huge spoiler, but she's still around in the DC uh, universe. And I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, she must love the role and uh, her character evolves to be so much more than what we get here. Um, but I, I think it all starts here with her being the canary and she does a brilliant job. And I, I mean, I'm not going to lie back in that day. I did have a crush on her. So <laughs> I want to ask you who haven't yeah. you had a crush on in the, yeah, DC? you talk about crushes like every episode. Will you, you talk heck, about dude? crushes like it's orange or grape. 
Like it's a it's the drink of the week, dude. <laughs> like like the soda. <laughs> Goodness. You don't have that's to answer. Hard, we're we're gonna move on so that we don't get. We're just putting, putting your crushes in our question list for every episode. All right, here's the time where we talk about Will's crushes. What's the crush? It's gonna be a prompt. It's gonna be a compilation. A compilation. It's gonna be a prompt every week that Will's on. Hey, who's your crush from this topic? Oh my god. Nope, not this week. All right. What about you, Jake? Okay, so yeah, so um, uh, I'm gonna be. I don't. I don't know how controversial this is. But I'll, I'll go ahead and say this. I um, this is this is the only time I liked her character. Everything after this season, I, I, I well, not hate, but it's just really annoying. I mean, we don't have to get into that because some of some of it is a little bit political, so that's okay. We don't have to get into it. But um, this season was good, and the reason the reason I think um that I liked it uh for at least practical sense is. She, uh, her character is barely in the first season. Like literally, it's she's only in uh, the scenes where they show like the the shipwreck and some other stuff. And um, they so call back. they they make it, references to her, but other than yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was an it was an easy recast. Um, and it was a good recast. She does a good job in the role. It's just her character. Um, after like when she when, once she gets onto uh, legends is annoying to me, but, um, I think she does a really good job with it. Um, the only disappointment and they fix it, like they fix it in a later season with, um, with, uh, uh, what's the other, um, Canary's name. Dinah um, Drake. Dinah Drake. Yeah. Dinah Drake. Uh, they fix it with her, but this one, uh, Sarah Lance doesn't have powers. Neither does Laurel. Um, and, uh, they, they do the Canary cry through a machine. And um, I thought that was kind of, I don't know. I mean, I get it because uh, at this point, there isn't a lot of characters with superpowers yet. So they was kind of trying to stay true to that. But still, um, Canary has powers. She should always should have powers. So, um, yeah. But yeah, she did, she did, good, she did a really good job. I, li- I liked her in the season. I liked the casting. Um, <laughs> I think that, that Katie Locks, she's very very talented um very very good uh at what she does with the character i think what kills me the most um is how little she was involved with her family in that season like she wanted to stay aloof i didn't like how they wrote that um i have a problem when like the character comes in saves the day kicks butt takes names and then just leaves um Mm, yeah like when you have superman do that in in shows or movies or whatever um you see Clark Kent show back up. So like Superman didn't like leave, leave like the, the costume left, the character's still there um, where like Sarah Lance comes in, beats the snot out of a bunch of guys. And then like, I can't stay around and talk. Like I got, I got stuff. I yeah. got to do. And like, I hated that. Yeah. Um, that part just drove me a little, little nuts with it. Um, but overall, I think that uh, it was, it was, she was done really well. And I liked, how they went back and like fixed the scenes, um, so that mm-hmm. way they could build off that. And I yeah. like how she yeah, could be in there, yeah. And I like um how she was not just a present day um character; she was a flashback character as well. And she, and she was a big, she was a big part of the flashbacks in the second season. Yeah. I think and that I was think really she good. Was yeah, done very, very, very well. Um, yeah. So that's that was one of my favorite things. Um, she, however, was not my favorite character. Um, from this season. Um, I think my favorite character, though, as we lead into favorite characters, has to be Arrow. Um, Oliver, he got better in this season. Um, he no longer was the hood um, the entirety like of that. He started to kind of become Arrow um, and started like down that path. He was no longer just killing entirely just to kill. Um, Does, doesn't he um... – he goes from the hood. Doesn't he go to the vigilante for a little I bit think first? I he's the vigilante then, at this point. Then he, then he finally – becomes arrow yeah right? he's right in that and then he becomes the green arrow um but i think what's really cool is like at this moment in time he's starting to see the hero journey unfold in front of him and it's kind of right. what's going to lead him down the next six seasons that follow this 
and you know it helps build into all the crossovers that he's in it helps build into so much bigger of a universe and, and it cements Stephen Amell's version of that character into this mm-hmm. and I think that this was the season that he gained the most traction I think season one was great um right but this season I think he really really did well so um, this is when he starts uh this is when he starts um starts um not going from the names in his father's little book thing yeah. to actually doing actual crime fighting work. And this not is where him and Diggle, getting revenge for his dad. Yeah, him and Diggle start kind of working like, hey, you know, yeah. let's not work on the book as much as it is. Let's start doing good for the community. Let's start doing uh, helping the Glades, mm-hmm. helping get this knocked out, get this knocked out, and, and really working mm-hmm. things around. And it, I think it was just done really well. And I think that, honestly, Oliver Queen was done very very tastefully in season two um he's grown up a lot you're seeing a lot more growth both on the island and in the in the world world um where we're at at that present time and it was done really well uh so that mm-hmm. that is my take for oliver queen just who's your favorite character favorite character oh shoot dude um from and, this um, season I remember mean, that yeah i think the, the obvious answer is is um Slade Wilson. Um, I didn't really care for Deathstroke that much until I, I saw this. Um, like, this season of, of uh, Arrow made me, like, fall in love with the, the character of Slade Wilson. Um, and I grew up on, like, Teen Titans and stuff like that, so, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um... There's that, and then I'll I'll talk I'll talk about this guy later too in a different question, so I won't explain it as much. But also, we get Michael J. White, Bronze Tiger, in this, and uh, Michael J. White is a really underrated action movie actor. Um, he's got a couple, he's got a couple um, of martial arts movies that he just kills it in. And they're very underrated. Um, so my um, my, uh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a martial arts movie junkie. And, um, so I thought it was the perfect casting to have him be the bronze tiger, which is like, um, one of the, one of the, uh, DC universes, like top tier hand to hand combat guys is bronze tiger. I was like, this is so perfect. Anyways, I'll keep that for a later answer also, but yeah, dude, Michael J. White bronze tiger is awesome. Absolutely. What about you, Will? Are we allowed to say Barry Allen uh, before the Flash Powers for his two-episode cameo? <laughs> I will uh, let you say that if that is your call. If you feel that <laughs> in two episodes he carried your entire season favorite character, <laughs> yeah. I'll let I mean, you. It's one of the biggest things to happen in the season, though. It, it is. It's it one is of the big... best things. All right, that's my honorable mention because we all know I can't. I can't quit. Yeah, you, do, like, you do those honorable mentions. Yeah, I do. I do a lot of those. But before I pick my Arrow character, I just think. When I heard they were doing an, a flash backdoor pilot, I was going like, "But they got this so grounded. How are they going to make? Is he is he going to have the Jay Garrick version of the powers or whatnot?" And they just they did it perfectly by having him just be his um his forensic cop self, and then he also factored into the plot of getting uh Oliver back to health after he got poisoned. Uh, and mm-hmm. Grant Gustin like bless his little heart, man. That and then all of season one of the Flash, which we'll talk about at a later date. He just he kills it. Uh, but season two, season two, season two. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, goodness. Uh, it's it's really tough because this, this cast is jam-packed. Like, And then with all, all that I said and what we talked about prior that happens in this season. Uh, I, I mean, I don't want to sound like a broken record over here, but I mean, Oliver's, I mean, and just Stephen Amell steps up his game in this too. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, do I want to say Diggle or Felicity? I mean, I, I think they fill their roles fine, but like, I mean, I kind of echo your sentiments. It's like him learning on the island and then also becoming a a solid crime fighter and just kind of learning from his mistakes of his failure from the end of last season. Uh, I mean, he did punish himself a little bit by going back to the island and. Uh, whatnot but I, I think seeing he is worthy of being a hero and then this is why i said barry because barry even saw that he could be a hero going like hey like i've seen what you've done like yeah like you were killing people but like 
you're, you're doing better now. And the, the short time I've been with you, like you can be a good guy. And then he gets shot by lightning. And then that, that's, that's all that. <laughs> uh, I mean, Stephen Amell, like, carried that show on his back, even on some of the weaker seasons. And not that this was a weaker season, but, like, I think with good writing and good cast work all around, like, the weight was just a 45-pound weight on his back instead of a 315-pound weight. So, Yeah, I I definitely uh, so. feel that. Um, this season, <clears throat> it just, he just stepped his game up, like you were saying. It just, it was, it was different. Um, so, now we're going to move into favorite villain um, this could be Deathstroke as your main villain or Professor Ivo as he, he kind of showed up. Or maybe it's uh, one of the Suicide Squad members because they're a bunch of villains. Um, who was your favorite villain to show up in this season? Who was your favorite all the way around uh, just villain? Okay. Um, I got like three or four answers, but I'm not going to explain every single one. That's that's cool. All right. So <laughs> – so the obvious is Deathstroke, but I already talked about him. So I'll talk about some of the side ones. All right. So my favorite um, of all these character uh, villains is uh, is Bronze Tiger. So like I said, I'm a I'm a martial arts junkie, uh, movie junkie, and Michael J. White's got some really great, really great uh, martial arts movies. Um, so the fact that we have him as a Bronze Tiger, and not that exactly that his character was well done in the shows, it's just the fact that we got Michael J. White as a Bronze Tiger is awesome um and uh um i just i think bronze tiger is a really underrated character in dc universe and he doesn't get used enough um uh, and um so there's that also um their version i don't know the if you want you guys want to look up who the actor is but their version of floyd lawton uh uh deadshot is awesome i i love yeah i love i love their deadshot so much and um I think he was underused. Um, the actor is like a perfect dead shot. Um, Will Smith, you can suck it. I'm sorry, dude. Um, oh, Rowe. Michael Rowe was the name. Thank you. Yeah, he's his dead shot's awesome. Um, I and uh, he's he's great. And and they do the uh, dead shot. His daughter. Um, yeah, he's a mean dude. He's a mercenary and doesn't care about who he kills as long as he gets get paid. He's a bad guy, but he also does a really really, really good job of being like. Um, he's got a, he's got his daughter and he's trying to be a better father for his daughter. They they walk that 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 balancing beam on that line so well, and the actor does a really good job. Um, and the other one is um, and it's a flawed it's a flawed version of him. Um, and so I'm not like this is why it's the last one I'm mentioning because I I don't like him more than the, those other two. But there's Solomon Grundy. The fact that we have a Solomon Grundy, um, actually never mind. Solomon Grundy season three. I'm done. No, Anyways. no, 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 no. Solomon no, I'm, Grundy. I'm right. Because that's yeah. where the Flash shows yeah, up. With brother, with brother Blood, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Perfect. Um. Then I'm 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 right there. Yeah. So a uh, Solomon Grundy. Um. There, Solomon Grundy isn't a zombie, uh, like Hulk guy. It's he's like a Miracle soldier almost, right? And mm. so he's not exactly Solomon Grundy. I definitely prefer the. The uh, Star Girl Solomon Grundy. I love the Star Girl Solomon Grundy. He's awesome. But no love the Gotham right, one. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Um, but the fact that they actually have a Solomon Grundy, a live act, like a live action Solomon Grundy, is awesome. Um, and they played on they played on that on the poem perfectly, right? With with that character. So um, yeah, Bronze Tiger, Deadshot, Solomon Grundy. Really, they they seriously killed it they they put it like like with, with the with the uh the success of the first season um they're like yeah let's let's really let's really start getting these things rolling and and putting characters that dc fans love into the show and the villains show it man yeah absolutely i mean i'm not saying this is my favorite villain but just go to echo that suicide squad episode was handled so well it's better than the whole <laughs> uh air cut of the 2016, uh, right. and they even they even got Tara Strong to reprise her role as Harley Quinn for like five seconds. <laughs> yeah, uh, when they're trying to recruit the team, I'm like, ah, oh, we could have had that. Tara Strong is a goat, one of the best voice gotcha. actors ever. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think we're all gonna say Manu Bennett to a degree, right? I mean, not only did he match Oliver's wits, but like he's on a revenge, similar to how Oliver was last season. He's on a revenge. Uh, 
trip and he's going to make Oliver pay. Um, but I will say, cause I thought he showed up last season and I, sorry, sorry, podcast listeners. I, I'm only going to say this once. I, I haven't watched him in a long time, but I remember this one. Clock King shows up yeah. in this season. And yes, similar to what you were just saying, like given the ca- characters that don't get a lot of screen time, like Clock King both fit in like what they were trying to do. Well, I, I mean, was we, good we, too. Yeah, yeah, it was a good episode too. And no, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, he's been adapted in Batman the Animated Series. So, I mean, they should have just followed that show almost to a T. I'm kidding. But, um, on top of that, speaking of Batman, a uh, big thing, motivating factor for him is he had McGregor syndrome, which is a reference to Batman and Robin. Uh, I mean, just mm, chef's kiss that they a- adapted some of this stuff. I I know we haven't said this, and we usually are pretty positive here, but I will say one waste opportunity is Summer Glau's Ra- Ravager. Uh, I mean, the suit is cool, but like you get her from all these sci-fi like niche TV shows, and by the end, it's, it's like, oh, he's like my he's my dad or whatever. Cause like he adopted me and did all this stuff and I, I trust him. And it's just like, ugh, whatever, like the, her motivations, if I'm not mistaken, are just uh, all over the place. And I, I do not like her in that role. Uh, I mean, they've tackled her better in Titans, even though I don't necessarily love that show, at least where I left off. Uh, but uh, Ravagers, uh, an honorable mention for not a good villain interpretation, but they, they tried, they tried to do something different and it just didn't work out. Yeah. I, I can't disagree with you there. Um, they, they definitely messed up her. Um, I loved Deathstroke. Uh, he's, I put it on our TikTok last year, um, that he's my favorite DC villain. I loved both Manu Bennett and the guy who played him in, uh, Titans over on, uh, the DC Universe show. And now it's the HBO Max show. Ron Perlman. Well, Ron Perlman also has, has voiced him. Um, Mm -hmm. Joe Manganiello, um, has been in there. Uh, and so it's, it's been really cool to see some of those guys just take this character. Um, I very, very much enjoyed, uh, just seeing that be in there. Um, I've got to, uh, say that having Solomon Grundy while not done correctly was still a cool nod, um, that, Hey, this is, this is the right way that we're going. Um, this is where we're going. Mm -hmm. Eventually they, they, they really got it up there. Um, so definitely, definitely liked that. Um, I'm kind of missing this one a little bit, but was Dollmaker in this season? Was this where they brought the Dollmaker in? Or was that I season I do not five? remember. Okay. Either way, um, I very – yep, Dollmaker shows up uh, season two, episode three. Um, I loved the Dollmaker because I was like, this is creepy. I don't like this. Like, yeah. I mean, I I love it because of how weird it got. Um, I mean, Flash gets creepier with the the with Ragdoll. With Ragdoll. Um. Oh, but, I hate that. But, I mean, I I love it, but I hate it. I hate it. But with I love it so but with Dollmaker, yeah. just having done what they did with Dollmaker, I thought Dollmaker was really really cool. Um, right. Because you're just bringing these different small pieces into this play. Um, and it it was really cool to see that. Um. And then again, Bronze Tiger and Deadshot. Um, I will say there's one person I don't remember if either of you said this. Amanda Waller. I think Amanda Waller as a villain, like just the way that she was handling things, and like, uh, no, I'm sending my Suicide Squad in, and like very much just the way she handled things, very very much liked her character. Um, so that. So. Go ahead. So, sorry to break the fourth wall over here and do some inside baseball, but I was re looking up Dollmaker just to confirm with you. He looks like a creepy like blonde tom cruise over here yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah okay i remember yeah. that episode yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. and he just it, it was creepy and it was uh just really really cool the way they handled it um but i liked i liked the doll maker um just because it made me think oh man where are we going with season because that was that was early in season two and i was like i know we were supposed to have deathstroke but ooh, like some of these side villains yeah. in the side side kind of the side mm-hmm. stories that are going to help build this thing. Oh boy. Um so I thought that was cool. Um one of the other really cool villains is Professor Ivo. Uh you know Professor Ivo typically has uh he's known for building Amazo. Um and uh in Young Justice he's got the the monkeys. Um but here we didn't have the monkeys. We had the Amazo and it was in the form of his ship. So what were your guys' thoughts? on the Amazo ship. 
Hmm. Hmm. The Amazo ship. Uh. Like, did you like <laughs> that it was uh, a ship instead of the robot? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I was just confused by the question for a second. I, I mean, yes, at, at the time, because, correct me if I'm wrong, it isn't like a really super-powered ship, and that's that's the plan. They're trying to get the ship so they can get off the island, correct? Yeah. Oh, it's, okay. no, uh, the, 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 the plot was, um, that's where um, the Mirakuru was, was on the ship, because, because, um, uh, Ivo was working on Mirakuru, and he, no, 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 he no. needed it for some. He needed it for his, He needed it to help save people. I think his wife. Yeah. And it was actually on yeah. the island, and so they had to go. And he comes in, and they have to actually go get it for him, so they can save Sarah. Yeah. And, yeah. And right. all of that okay. stuff goes down. See, yeah. I'm glad. I, I'm glad I asked. I'm glad I asked that because yeah. I, I I totally forgot. But it's a nice little nod, similar to what you said with Solomon Grundy, like. Right. As comic fans, like, I mean, the the Justice League Unlimited version of him and just... Uh, of course. I mean, and there's a crossover later on. I, I, I'm sorry, I'm going to spoil this. It's something in a completely separate show, but, like, we get the Amazo robot eventually when... Yes. The universe gets allowed to be crazy, so... It, yes. I'm, I'm cool with them paying nods to it now, um, and we just didn't know how big the Arrowverse was going to get, so it, it's a nice little nod when adapting that character, uh, Professor Ivo. But they they couldn't they couldn't bring the actual Amazo robot into the into it yet because there w- there wasn't any superpowers or anything yet. I think um, I think that's the right answer right there. I think that it was yeah to bring Ivo in without bringing Amazo in. Right, so they had to do Amazo somehow, but they couldn't do the robot. Yeah, yet. I think Ivo yeah. was the right character to bring in for that. Um, instead of bringing in like Brother right. Blood, like you needed a a, a brainy kind of character, and I I think I think that's the right right track with right. where they were going yeah but they i mean what are you gonna do fire a bunch of arrows and then have him turn around and become a really good robot archer like no, <laughs> no. right also yeah. yeah also one of the big things with with amazo is like nanotech and i think they already knew the next season they were going to bring in um um ray and do all the nanotech stuff with him um so they couldn't also make Ivo, a nano robotics tech ec- expert, either they had to, you know what I'm saying? Because there, because there's more stuff they needed to do with that concept. But I really wanted a, um, I really wanted a uh, a Mazo robot, um, really bad, um, and it was just a ship. So for me, it was disappointing. I understand why it had to be that way, but I was still disappointed. But they brought in the Mazo in a different season for one of the big crossover events, so it's it's okay now. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not disappointed anymore, but at the time, I was like, "This is stupid." I want my Amazo robot. <laughs> I feel you there. Um, you know, we had our first quote-unquote crossover um, with the backdoor pilot uh, for the two-part Barry Allen episode. Um, let's let's discuss that for a little bit. Did you guys like the fact yes. that Barry Allen shows up? I'm. I mean, not everybody knew who Oliver Queen was. I mean, I remember when we first got season one, my dad was like. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is a Robin Hood show, and I'm like, no, that's a DC comic show, um, which I thought was really cool. Uh, the way that that some of that oh, happened. What's Smallville? Yeah, well, it, growing up in a home that we didn't watch Smallville, um, that made sense to me. Uh, that that he would be confused by that, but I love the fact that um, he sat down and he was like, wait, isn't Barry Allen the Flash? And he talked about the Flash show from back in the day. Uh, when in the John 90s, ship. when John Wesley ship AWS the goat. So, so when when we saw that, so did you guys like uh, that Barry Allen shows up and doesn't have powers? Did you guys like that it's not just a oh I'm just a superhero all the time? Like there there was more depth to his character to start him off. Did you guys like that? Okay, so so um. So like I said, the, la- the the last episode, the, the um, our our first uh, Arrow episode, um, I said I didn't watch Arrow until it got into Netflix. So because of that, I I, lo- I fell in love with the show. So this time around, second season, I started watching it on cable. Um, when they when they release on CW is releasing it week by week, and um, I I freaked out like a little girl on that episode. Um, I was like, oh my God, yes. anyways, um, yeah, so, um, it was crazy and yeah, it was really well done. Um, just for the fact that they left it off with the, 
him going to his um when he went back to Central City, him going to his lab and r- they left it off right before the lightning strike. Um, that was so well done. I also love all these little um all these little um subtle little hints to Barry's personality where you know Grant Gusson kind of like subtly shows how big of a like how big of a genius Barry really is like the one line where he's talking about Green Arrow and he's like you know you know what I why I think he wears green because I think he got his uh, got his abilities in a jungle environment and I think the green's a hint to that and Oliver's like uh, <laughs> and stuff like that and then also the whole thing where he leaves him a mask and stuff like that's awesome I like probably my favorite episode in the season is all the all the Barry Allen episodes and then him and Felicity kissing and stuff and just it's great anyways yeah, yeah. The, the love that never was Felicity and Barry that could have been fun I, I mean, know they, right they, they even yeah. do an episode where like they kind of get some closure on that just so it's like oh no all right Arrow fans we heard you Felicity and Oliver will be together but right. I, I mean I kind of went into it with our favorite characters I mean I think Grant Gustin because I, I knew Grant Gustin from Glee and he was kind of I brought this up with Colton Haynes too he, he he's he was kind of a villain. Uh, he was with the Warblers, and he was trying to break up a, a relationship or whatever, and that wasn't cool. But he had the he had the he had the songboard voice of an angel. Okay, I I, I, I would have left Blaine two for him. All right, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> and and there we go. Add to the crush counter. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> crush counter. Yes. Yeah. Not there we go. Well, was, well, I thought you essentially said that a minute ago. I thought. Uh, but just seeing Grant's range in that. Uh, and showing that, God forbid, if he does lose his powers eventually in the Arrow show, or when he does get his powers, he's already doing so well with the forensic sciences and, and helping Oliver yeah. out. Uh, you give him a super super speed brain, uh, but minus that one episode later on uh, in the future. But uh, he, he's gonna the sky's the limit for him. Like he's gonna save the multiverse and do all kinds of cool stuff with the, with those speed powers and mm-hmm. eventually get justice for, for his mom. I, I mean, I don't want to spoil Flash too much because uh, this is an Arrow podcast, but I think the start the building of the multiverse starts here. And if they didn't knock it out of the park here, I don't know if we would have as big of a impact or as many shows spinning off from that. I I'm gonna play off that. Um. I think that having Flash be that backdoor pilot in order to start building a bigger universe, I think that's where it had to have started. Um, I don't know that anything else would have done near as well. Um, I mean, Superman, you kind of established through Supergirl. Supergirl kind of starts her own way because she started on a different network um, and then gets kind of sucked in um to the CW. There's, I mean, there's so many different pieces uh, that kind of fall into play here. And I think that, um, we wouldn't have the expanded universe that they have, this, the, the Arrowverse. Um, I don't think we would have that. Um, and you know, a big thing, sorry to cut you off. Uh, I know a big thing uh, you say is not to spoil future seasons, but like we even get like some really obscure stuff and like, and some stuff that, like getting a new life in this show. Like Constantine shows up in a couple seasons, human target of all things. Like, that had a show briefly and it's got a new comic run right now. Like, I was just reminded of that today. I'm going like, Wow, we could have like spun off a lot of things here. Wildcats, uh, I think in next season. Uh, I, I, I mean, if they don't knock it out of the park here, I don't know if the other shows would even attempt backdoor pilots for everybody else. Yeah, uh, I, I think their that stuff. because of the success that was Arrow seasons one and two, that's why it did so well uh, for the mm-hmm. the expanding universe, and why it's still doing well here in twenty twenty two. Um, I lo- I love that. Um, so, uh. Razal Ghoul's daughter uh, comes into play this season. I don't know if our, our viewers catch this or not, but she's the daughter of the demon. Um, she shows up. Did you wonder if Roz was going to appear in this season um, when they talk about, hey, like, I am the daughter of the demon head, um, like, talking about some of that kind of stuff. Did you think that, based off of what you knew with comics, um, did you think that this was going to be Razal Ghoul showing up? I feel like an uncultured comic fan when uh, the daughter showed up because I was expecting Talia. I didn't know she had a sister uh, and Nisa and just add another to the crush counter as well. Cause uh, Katrina law is, is beautiful. <laughs> I'm going to pay for this later. I know for it. Uh, 
Um, but I, I mean, she did solid for what little bit she did. I mean, she gets more development in the next season. Uh, spoilers, Raza will, will show up. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, I, I, but I think the thing I was excited for was a Batman crossover, or maybe Oliver gets taken. Maybe Oliver gets taken from the island, and he's training with another young billionaire. And Bruce Wayne's like, "Thought, thought you were dead, bro." I'm like, "Who, who are you?" Like, I, I just yeah. I, 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 that was where my mind went. I thought honestly, because I I remember going and watching this as it was happening. I was really hoping that he was going to be pulled from the island, or like jump to another part of the island, and maybe that's where Roz would be. And he would take him to uh, to his uh, Nanda Parbat um, and then have Bruce and him training at the same time. And that way it's like, wait, you're a shadow or you're part of the League of Assassins or or whatever they would have called it at that time. Um, Just because it's gone under many, many names and been like, wait, time out. You're what? And I think that would have been a really cool kind of like backdoor in and, and things like that. But. It never season three was. that we could have got the season three we could have got, but I think season three that's about the time Gotham came out, right? Uh, roughly, sticking. yeah, yeah, twenty fourteen. Yeah, uh, just so darn you, Gotham. <laughs> we probably could have got this. Uh, but anyway, what about you, Chick? What were your thoughts on Rosal Ghoul's daughter showing up? Did you think that Ros was going to make an appearance, or because you said you started watching this one live? So yeah, so um, it's cool. But it's not it's not the it's not the best daughter because Tally is the best one obviously um she's the more well known uh, more well known one um but yeah I mean I, I thought it was fine um I I don't know uh I don't really like Nissa until um a later season when like the one episode where her and Laurel like after Sarah um dies spoilers sorry her her uh, her and loyal become like fret laurel become friends and stuff like that um I, I i thought that was i like that version of nissa better than this version this version of nissa i don't know seems kind of just like um She's very abrasive at this point yeah abrasive and like whiny and um and well when you got like, Talia, the, be- the, the best <laughs> right daughter, yeah, yeah you're, you're living in Tally, yeah living in Tally's shadow uh um, her League of Shadows shadow. Sorry. Um. Anyways, if you didn't oh make it, I was going to. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. But yeah, no, it was cool. Uh. Uh. I wasn't particularly um, like hopeful that we'd get to see Rage. Um. But yeah, this was fine. Sorry to have a boring answer. <laughs> no, it's all good. Um. But we're gonna move back to to Deathstroke now. Did you feel like Manu Bennett killed uh, this role? Do you feel like he knocked it out of the park, or do you think that he kind of did disservice to this character, or you would have rather seen someone else play this character? Um, You know, for me, I think that he's my favorite iteration, but I know that not everybody feels that way. Some people feel that Ron Perlman voiced him way better, and uh, some people like the suit from Titans better, and some people, I mean, everybody has their own opinions. um, So what... What did you think about Manu Bennett as Deathstroke? Yeah, so I, I already I already stated on this episode of how I feel about Manu Bennett's uh, Deathstroke. Like, uh, so Deathstroke is probably my favorite villain in the DC universe, and that's because of Manu Bennett in this season of Arrow. It was, and that's what made that's what got me to to the place of loving Deathstroke so much. Um, and he is what I compare all other versions of Deathstroke to is this, this version. Um, yeah. So uh, uh, yeah, I'm definitely talking about you, Joe Magnilio. I'm comparing you to Manny Bennett. Joe Mangello. Mangello. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, finally get a live action Deathstroke and it, was really great so um i know sometimes uh when you're when we're like um when you're like oh i really want a live action version of this and this um like sometimes those first versions don't um don't work out as well but then this time worked out amazing so yeah so um manu bennett uh, i i mean I think that we could just call this podcast Manu Bennett rules the universe at this point. 
because I mean, besides Stephen Amell, like he steals the show and all of his appearances. Like when he, like when it was revealed, like in Three Ghosts, uh, in, in another uh, podcast we talked about uh, about Christmas episodes, uh, how he is both the future ghost and then also like he's actually there messing with Oliver and setting some of these things in motion. And he even he even pulls like the Green Goblin uh, th- uh, little choice here like he when he has Thea and Moira there and he's like you gotta choose one or I'm gonna kill him and like it and then he I'm and Moira sacrifices herself there I mean I won't say he killed the role but he killed her at least Ah, I'm kidding boom boom Uh, that was dark that was dark um uh, but I, I I mean I feel like Ron Perlman Slade walked so Manu Bennett can sprint. So, like, when they do cast Joe Manganiello, which he's got solid acting chops now uh, from True Blood, and uh, obviously that's uh, Flash Thompson and Spider Man. Come on, guys! But uh, oh, wait, 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 what about Brad and How I Met Your Mother? I Come on, don't say. We admit that. Brad and Brad too. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, well, I I just it upsets me that he didn't get much to do in the Snyderverse. So when when I hear rumors right. of them going further with that, I would like to see him go more than like, "Are you glad you picked him up now?" or like. Taking his helmet off, like, hey, Lex Luthor, how's it going? Like, <laughs> cool, anyone could have done that. You should have brought Manu Bennett into this. And I think that's why it right. upsets me about the Titans version. Like, yes, he challenges Dick Grayson a little bit, but, like, I think he threatens him once without after, without doing nothing. It's like, oh, what are you going to do? Like, Manu Bennett, like, right. had Oliver bent over backwards when he threatened him. Like, you're just right. an old, old fart over here. Like, come on, you don't even have, like, a good voice. I mean, granted, we Titans. Uh, I know this isn't a Titans podcast. There's something else going on with that Slade, but I'm like, okay, whatever. I know, yeah. Anyway, like, so I I do feel like Manu Bennett's portrayal of it is what everyone is going to kind of compare to going forward. I I know TV acting and movie acting. I mean, they're almost kind of flip flopping anymore. No, they're very yeah, they're very they're, 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 they're very close and kind of different, but. I mean, yeah. if they do a movie one, they need to knock it out of the park, or everyone's going to be like, oh, rabble, 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 rabble. Uh-huh. Did you guys like that there were uh, the Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey? Like, they got specific episodes. Did you guys like seeing that uh, in this, this season? Because I feel like they didn't... Suicide Squad got episodes kind of here and there. It was kind of hit and miss, um, depending on each season. Um but like Birds of Prey getting a straight up Birds of Prey season um, after having a TV show. Do you think that it was a good episode? Do you think it was kind of a missed opportunity? Um, what are your guys' thoughts on that one? So the Suicide Squad one, not to out of the park. I think oh, heck yeah. I, I think like this uh, gave me hope for the David Ayer one before we saw it, even though there was just a lot going on with that one. Uh, I mean, Amanda Waller, I mean, I know I didn't pick her as a favorite villain, but like I, I thought she was uh, pretty good and straight, like forward. I mean, Viola Davis is, I, I will say, the superior Amanda Waller. In, oh, definitely. In both versions, even if, even if the, the 2016 one sucks, like she, she's good in it. Um, mm-hmm. But similar to what I said with Mendy Bennett, I feel like this episode walked so the other one could run. And I'll be honest, I don't remember the Birds of Prey episode that much. Yeah, I don't either. I, I know that's something you told me not to say, this, but at the same time, like. If it was it's, that good, I, I feel like the Felicity, not Felicity, I feel like the Mia Smoke backdoor pilot episode was a better Birds of Prey rendition than this, if I'm being well, honest. You, I know it's supposed to be the Green Arrow it. and the Birds of Prey. Uh, what? Because you remember it. Like, it was yeah. something that was good. It was something that, that helped build something that you remember yeah. moving forward. This this episode, I would say this is the yeah. kryptonite to this season. This was. The can you one- can you remind, remind me who was, who was the... Who were the ones? In uh, I believe Huntress comes back for this episode, and then you had Sarah okay. Lance, um, right? And I think those were really the only two birds of prey. I, you didn't even really have a whole a whole cast or anything. Like you right. didn't have Hawk and Dove, so you couldn't pull Dove from that. Uh, you didn't have a Batgirl. You didn't have, I mean, Oracle um, or Overwatch. Um, yeah. You had that kind of character there, but it wasn't really. I really think they could have done more and done that as another backdoor uh, pilot, mm-hmm. and I think that might have been where they were trying to go with it, um, and that one just didn't take off. I think Huntress was was completely misused in this series. I think Huntress is a character that, honestly, I hope yeah. she shows back up in. Uh, I hope she shows up in Gotham, or not well, Gotham. I think uh, and I hope she shows up in Batwoman. Batwoman. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, that would give people a reason to watch it. Baboon. <laughs> hey, hey, Ouch. Ryan that way, that way, I've that been enjoying Wilder, Ryan Wilder. I like that character. Well, okay, okay. Okay, so I know we're not spoiling. I mean, we've broken the rule a million times about spoilers. But I know I've not finished season one, but I, I got to like an episode two after Crisis. And I know they had Hush with Bruce Wayne's face. Does, does Bruce Wayne come back? Because if that would make me come back to the show. No. No. That's my problem with it. I don't want to like go on a huge rant because it's supposed to be an Arrow thing, but I think my problem with Batwoman is the Gotham universe is so big. I agree Batwoman should, if we are doing a Batwoman show, she needs to stand on her own, but where's Alfred? Where's Dick? Where's uh, I believe like, Alfred's Did they all dead. quit? Did they all no, I quit? Th I think did they all die? Dead. I think Alfred's dead. Um, okay. I, I think his niece or his daughter or something like that is in the show. Um, I haven't watched it religiously. Like it's not my go-to. Alicia, Sil Alicia Silverstone's in the show. So, um, oh, yeah, hilarious. That would be great. Um, <laughs> that'd be a fun. Yeah, I just that my, that's my one problem with it. Like Supergirl, like they acknowledge like Superman's here, Jimmy Olsen's here. Like there, there's like a passing of the torch character. Like I, I agree that's so cliche, but that is my problem with Batwoman. Like. And then now hearing even more stuff about the behind the scenes with Ruby Rose, whether you want to believe it or not, I just, yeah, I can't believe that happened, but uh, I don't know. Uh, it kind of sucks because Ruby Rose was like a really big deal. Her character is a really big deal in Crisis, right? And then, and then she's she leaves. Gone. It kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah. You're the bad of the future, psych. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry I got on a tangent there, guys, but no, it's uh, cool. But I think it's my part of the fun of this, man. Yeah, part of the fun of this, and I think anything's better than the original Birds of Prey. I mean, little <laughs> young me, little young me was all about the, about the charm esque show over there. Uh, I, I watched it on DC Universe, and I'm like, some of the transitions. I'm like, I know they're trying to make it look like Gotham and like the Art Deco style of Batman the animated series, but they even have like scenes cut out from Batman Forever for some, for some transitions. I'm like, uh... but dude. There's Aunt Becky in that show. <laughs> Dude, Sloan from Ferris Bueller's Day Off is Harley Quinn in that show. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Birds of Prey episode, kind of, uh, but Suicide Squad, yeah. yay! <laughs> the Suicide Squad, I think, was, was done extremely well. Um, yeah, that was a really like good episode, yeah. A few times, it was better than the, the David Ayer movie. Um, but Birds of Prey, I think. Ayer cut! Yeah, uh, or not. Um, we don't we don't need another trashy movie. Um, <laughs> but but in seriousness, I think Birds of Prey was was something that could have been done really well. Um, and we could have seen more of a team show in that aspect. Um, I'm I'm a big proponent for if you're gonna start putting these teams together, like don't do like full series like Flash and Arrow. Like let them run themselves, and then do like in the summer do like a event. Um, where it's like a 10 episode, like kind of like how Disney plus is doing with their, their series, like WandaVision and, and Falcon, the winter soldier. Those were one-offs, um, where now you have, uh, Loki, the I mean, Captain America, the winter soldier. Well, which is now, now. where it'll go, but it was Falcon and the winter soldier for the first. And so, I'm, ki I'm, ki I'm but kidding. You never, but Jeez. who knows if they're even going to do a second season with that run. Right. They may just continue with movies and that be like the Falcon TV show that, I mean, you never know what's going to happen, but I think that, like, for Justice League, Justice Society, the Birds of Prey, the Suicide Squad, you could start doing events and start rotating your cast and things like that. Um, but I think that they completely missed the Birds of Prey opportunity. Um, so my last question for tonight um, is what was your favorite moment from this season, if you have one? Uh, what, what was your favorite thing that you saw in season two? Uh, I already talked about it when Barry Allen shows up. Um, young, young, starry-eyed, uh, baby-faced Grant Gustin, first time being Barry Allen, was so beautiful. Um, and the second, like, they did the cliffhanger, the little backdoor pilot. The second he gets into his lab and I see the lightning storm, I'm like, oh my goodness, it's happening, finally! Um, so... That's pretty awesome. Uh, I will also uh, like uh, I like because um, like typically Deathstroke has a certain set for his like for his backstory, 
right? And I liked, I really liked their take on his backstory um, and how well put together um, they, you know, kind of intertwine Oliver and his backstory. Because it's almost like, uh, it's almost like, um, you know, like certain stories where two people like grew up together, but then they go, they have a fork in the road. One guy becomes a good guy. The other guy becomes a bad guy and they're best friends. But you right. That's exactly how it was. And so like, especially the, the time uh, where, um, where it kind of all comes to a, to a, to a, a impasse where he kills his mom. Right. And um, I feel like that's such a big moment for, for Oliver. Um, and it's, it's almost, it's, it's almost like his, uh, his Batman moment, his Bruce Wayne moment. Um, and like, he was, I know he was already green air by then, but still, I think that was his, really his Batman moment that makes him actually become the green arrow when, when my, when Moira dies, um, in front of him. Um, also a, a quick shout out, um, at the end of this is when, uh, is when Thea finds out that um, Malcolm's her dad, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I thought that was a really big development in the show, also, because um, it's when at the end, uh, her uh, Thea's character, her ending of the show is her going off with Malcolm to get trained by him, right? So that was that was a pretty because that's what leads her to become Speedy. She gets that training, and with that training, she becomes Speedy. So that's another big moment for this. So yeah. Goodness, I mean, is there any good moments left after that? I'm gonna echo your second sentiments. Setting up the Flash is brilliant. I mean, this is like what the fourth time I've talked about it. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, Will, like, fine, you, you want to do the Flash podcast? That's next. Jeez, come oh, on, yeah, let's do it. I can't wait. Uh, <laughs> I, I think the chances they took, I mean, season one, I, I think, okay, so like I said. Arrow season one is to Iron Man is this is the Iron Man season two but better. Um, they took a lot of chances like how the, similar to how they brought War Machine and Black Widow and the Avengers Initiative into that. This is mm-hmm. just showing you like hey like even if we don't do like the biggest superheroes out there they're going to be grounded. Like Barry's going to get his powers. Yeah, it's a little bit weird, but like we're going to ground that in some reality ish. Uh, even with the Speed Force. Oh hey, uh, you want mercenaries similar to Diggle? Here's the Suicide Squad. Hey, even that ep- even, even though this episode isn't that memorable. Um, the Birds of Prey are iconic with the Black Canary. We're going to give this a try. And just, uh, I mean, Roy Harper is Arsenal and even like doing stuff like Clock King and just some of the villains. I, I mean, if you would have told me we were, we were going to get De- Deathstroke and Ravager in season two, like bef- before season one, uh, when I was going like, like when I was anti because I wanted it to be Justin Hartley, I would have said like, that's stupid. Why are you going to do that? And I mean, I think even going into this season, I was kind of going like, they're doing this? How, how's that going to work? And like, they did it effortlessly. So I think that's when we eventually come back for season three is why it's all the more heartbreaking when we hear all the stuff that they were going to do with that and the flash crossover and all this other stuff that's going like, Oh, okay. Uh, so, uh, I mean, it's overall just a pretty good, well-written thing of TV. And I mean, it set the bar for how good these Arrowverse shows could be. I don't think it gets taken down again until flash season one and two. And then, I would say more recently, Superman and Lois. Yeah, uh, there, yeah, it it helps set the precedence, and then everything kind of each of their shows they start to get if they if they start out really really good, they get even better by season two, and they find their footing, and then just keep moving forward. Um, for me, I think my favorite moment uh, is when Deathstroke finally suits up. Uh, that full season, like you kind of see hints and little bits here and there, um, but to truly see him fully suited up he's got the sword he's got guns he's got everything he's just right there i'm like ooh, i really like this i wish you would have had more of that the full season um but i i was i was a big fan of that and i loved kind of the last episode um having roy run one squad and then you had like uh sarah lance and some some other people running another squad and then you had diggle and and uh oliver hitting a different area like everybody was kind of doing their own things and it was it was really cool just to see all that um so guys thank you so much for joining me for arrow season two had a lot of fun with this one uh and we will 
just keep pushing out more episodes. This is a lot of fun. Uh, and so happy new year again. Uh, we're in week two of 2022. Uh, happy new year to all of our, our listeners. We love being able to push out content. Um, and so just keep your eyes open, ears open for more episodes here on Nerd Talk. Uh, we'll catch you guys next time.